Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Farmers, so new nitrogen limits were approved by the European Commission yesterday, and the ministers invited farmers along to a meeting in Dublin today to chat about it. And the Farmers Association are refusing to go, but they're currently outside the department. Brendan Golan, uh, Golden is the National IFA Livestock Chairman. Brendan's on the line. Brendan, you're at the department, but you won't meet the minister. Why? No, we won't. And I know you mentioned there about the lovely weather and the good day. And there's a cloud here over over Linster House and the department this morning. And I think it's quite fitting because there's a cloud over Farman at the moment because we're absolutely being thrown to the wolves by the minister and the department at the minute. How is that, um, Brendan? Well, look, the, the whole process, and I represent um, livestock farmers all across the country, suckler and beef farmers, and... They've been feeling the whole year that they've been left behind. We we had meetings at the start of the year with the department on the charter. That process is where um, all the farming representatives come together with the department to plot a way forward. And they went ahead and they, they put out figures for delayed payments this year with absolutely no consultation to us. That was totally acceptable at the time. We left that process because we felt we were just being totally ignored and other people decided to wait in there for a while, but that was their, that's their business. But today, there was supposed to be a meeting in Port Leash today. That was cancelled. The minister called us into a meeting today, but we have had got no, no discussion whatsoever all year up to now, and we were not going to be used as a mudguard for the minister to just plough through with these proposals that affect farmers all across the country, and that's why we okay. did not go in there today. So the, the the delayed payments, Brendan, for you really is the biggest concern? It is a serious concern because we know and every every person in this country feels the costs of the higher costs of living due to the war in Ukraine and the costs in general, just costs of living. And, and in, our, in our family homes as farmers, we feel those same costs as well. But what we're, what we're producing off our farm is being produced at a loss in most cases at the moment because of the higher cost of production. And in, on top of that, in the, the payments that we depend on every year um, to support our farms, because unfortunately the market does not return us enough um, to sustain us on its own. That's why cap payments were brought in in the first mm. place. Um, those payments now are going to be late. And the first one that came, and it is very critical in in my part of the country, in the west of Ireland, the ANC payment. Every year, people looked forward to that, and it was timely as well because people had families going back to school, families going back to college. There's other bills that's, that's aligned with those payments at that time of the year. Contractors get paid when those payments come in. Um, Fertiliser bills with merchants and maybe feed bills get paid when those payments come in. And that's why it's having such going to be felt so much in every household okay. um, across the country. Yeah, John is with us too, Brendan. John, um, John's a farmer in Galway, but John, you're also at the picket this afternoon, and, and you're not meeting with the agricultural minister, uh, Jim. Sorry, I should say, Jim. When this announcement was made yesterday about the new limits, were you surprised by it, or were you expecting it? Um, uh, good afternoon. Well, was I surprised? 
I was surprised by the manner in which the minister uh, just announced it. That, that I mean, after we had the IFA had engaged in consultation with with uh, with the minister all along this process, and we had given him options or alternatives or different measures that he could have uh, he could have looked towards implementing, and um, and it just came out of the blue yesterday that we were told this process was going to take until at least the end of the year to uh, be finalised. And then, then yesterday, the minister just announced it um, below in Wicklow, and as it came as certainly as a bolt of bolts in the blue from uh, for all farmers this part of the country. And I suppose it was probably more disappointment uh, than anything that the minister had had done this. I mean, we had engaged, or the IFA had engaged at, at all times to try and find a, a way forward uh, past this. And, but but Jim, mean, could it have been that big of a surprise though? Because was this not based on there being um, a commitment to improve water quality? And that hasn't happened. So could it have well, been that big of a surprise? Could have, you see, the point is, just if you were to go back a step, so farmers have put in measures in place on their farms and, and all this has been done over the past number of years. And there is actually no scientific evidence to show that the minister's actions yesterday will result in any improvement in water quality. As a matter of fact, it takes a couple of years, but we've been doing that, and we've been doing it for a number of years to to uh, to see water quality improving. And look, let's face it, we all live in the countryside, and we want to see water quality improving. We're drinking it out of our taps every day, so we have a duty of care to ourselves and to our families to make sure that water quality is good. But the point is that... We have we have put the measures in place, and before those measures have had an, a chance to take effect, the rug has been pulled from under us. And that's the point that we've been making on numerous occasions to the minister. I mean, we have committed to reducing, and let's be very clear now, and your, your listeners need to understand this. We have made a commitment to reduce the amount of nitrogen we spread on our farms, and we have done that, and we're doing it year after year in terms of chemical nitrogen. So this is just so. Are you the saying it's not enough time? Then there's not enough. There, you're not being given 100%. enough time. That's exactly the point I'm making. Right. I mean, we need we Do, need time. So, yeah, go just, ahead. Just, you know, Brendan, I, I just want you to explain in, in simple terms what the new limits that were announced mean in the sense that, like, I've heard farmers talking this morning about, you know, they're going to need to either buy or rent more land because of these new targets. So how will that affect you and others? Well, for, for a dairy farmer... Um, these limits could mean a reduction in stock numbers or cow numbers, or as you said, it means that he needs to go out there and find more land. And then that's where the, the, the problem then is compounded. The competition for that land increases. Um, livestock farmers then are on lower income and would depend in certain cases on, on rented ground as well or leased ground. And it will push the prices up and they won't be able to afford to to buy it. And it's just a whole spin. We have a huge, we have a new forestry programme announced there. Where so it's only big farmers, people, Brendan, are going to be able to do this. Like the small and medium the, farmers are the, snookered the, the, then. The thing, and the, the, your, your medium, small to medium sized dairy farm, 50, 60, 70 cows, in a lot of cases, because they were on a smaller land base to start with, some of those farmers were in derogation because because they were on the smaller land base and it allowed them to operate and they were operating very efficiently. And the one thing that some people um, don't understand is that any farmer in derogation is keeping records of every last thing he does on his farm 
and manages his farm and his nutrients to the best of his ability and in certain cases might be exporting some of his nutrients out to another farm. Will will you have to, Brendan, though, will will you have to buy or rent other land yourself because of this now? as 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 a livestock farmer, I rent land as I am because... I depend, I'm one of those livestock farmers that's, that's totally dependent on the farm for my income and I am leasing land as I am. Now, I have that lease on a, on a long-term lease, but when that, that lease is up, that's the question I could be looking at. Will okay. I be able to afford to renew that lease? D- Dennis is on the line as well, Brendan and John. Um, Dennis, is it fair that farmers are going to have to either buy or rent more land now to meet these new targets? Um, first of all, just just for your listeners to to, to uh, put it in context in relation to the to the big picture, uh, roughly planet Earth has about a uh, twelve billion hectares of land, There's about eight point two billion uh, hectare, uh, billion people, but we're using the land as if it's about twenty billion. So the amount of people uh, are producing a, it's producing an incentive on farmers to. Uh, uh, continuously uh, uh, engage in more intensi- intensification of farming. So at the moment, they're coming up against biophysical limits, which is actually impacting on a, uh, on waterways. Now, so so it's kind of natural that uh, farmers would kind of go that way, given, given the history. Uh, so you can kind of understand from farmers in that respect. Now, in relation to the, I think the earlier speaker was talking about the meeting, that's the right. way I see it is this, this is this is a problem. It's a, it's a wicked problem, which means it's difficult to solve. And you've got a, num- a number of stakeholders. The farmers are one stakeholders. The government and the and the people in the country are another stakeholders. The the biosphere is another stakeholder, and so is the world as well. All are stakeholders, and you need to meet. You need to understand the viewpoints of these stakeholders, and you need to kind of a. Um, uh, accommodate them. So you think the farmer solution. should have met the minister today? No, well, I actually think the minister should have a, uh, conducted a more a, uh, um, more meetings, meaningful meetings now to to lay out the the situation okay. and the problem. And I do think when it comes to uh, solutions, it, it it comes down to pragmatism. When it comes down to in kind of negotiations, it comes down to pragmatism. The farmers are fearful. There's two reasons why they're fearful. One is actually that they they're fear a loss of income. And the second is, is kind of mm. broader and more vaguer and that they know there's, there's big changes yeah. that will happen but one way or the other. And they're not being fully informed by the government, uh, uh, I'm afraid. So you need proper engagement, I think. Yeah. And but do you think the, her- do you think the herds the then should be cut? Ultimately, they will. It, it is because if you look at the amount of a, a calories that actually beef uh, produces per acre, it is really wasteful. For example, rice and, and other, uh, other uh, foodstuffs produce more uh, calories per, per acre. And, and it comes down to numbers and physics. Mm. You cannot fudge the laws of physics. Uh, and um, that includes biology. Okay. So, uh, so the, the, there are the real problems yeah. that will... And, and if they're not addressed in, in, a, uh, in a thoughtful, uh, considered way, respecting stakeholders and, and their kind of viewpoints, it'll, it'll then be addressed in a kind of more crashful way. Okay. And that would be traumatic pa- for, a, uh, for farmers, for everybody. Pa- pa- Pat is with us too, Dennis. Pat O'Keefe. Um, Pat, you're also a, a dairy and a, and a pig farmer. Like... 
Is it time to just accept reality that these adjustments are going to have to be made? Well, there's no need to make the adjustments. We've been been singled out as being the cause of our rivers and 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 on on and our lakes and everything, and been been a problem, right? We're not the only ones. There's others. There's the urban waste is going into the into these rivers and, and into the harbours and everything, which has not been factored in at all. But no, but wasn't the original directive that was introduced was not because it, it was there to reduce the water pollution that was been caused by agriculture? The water, the water pollution has been has been, uh, uh, look. We're living in a Economy has grown out, uh, uh, grown out of all proportion in the last 10, 12, 14 years. It has been extraordinary what the economy has grown. So if that has grown, and if you look at our capital that has been spent on waste treatment plants in the whole lot, it has not matched what, has, what the expansion has been in the economy and leaving out the farming. Farming has, has, has come up, the, the, right? We were enticed by it in 2010 to be looking forward to post quarter. We were told by government. We were told by 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 government to be looking forward for expansion and the whole lot and the thing. We were told to help out the economy to go forward to drive become a more food nation for exporting all that to drive to give generate more income into our economy and the whole lot. And we have done that. Now we seem to be we've been wheeled the axe by our three party government, which is led by which is led by by the Green Party and Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael are looking on. So you can see where Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael are in the polls. And you'll see where they're going to be going forward. And this is the problem. And they're leaving down their farmers. And be straight and honest with you, the day Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael came together, it was the end of the Civil War. And I think those farmers in their graves today would turn, and those people would turn to see Bodham, what way they're treating farmers today. It's, 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 it's unbelievable what they have been doing. But you and can't deny the reports about the climate. Be honest with you. Be honest with you. It's the Greens are setting the climate. It's the Greens want no farm animals. They don't want no nothing, and they don't. They don't represent rural. Okay, feeling is. Let me bring in another. Let me bring in another listener too, Pat, as well uh, on this. Feeling is on the line. Feeling, do you think these limits are necessary? Um, I definitely do. Yeah, I believe that um, all everybody as individuals should. Make a positive change towards you know their outlook on life and their and and buying habits as regards food or whatever, and I think that's what it comes down to. Um, I also I also believe that the farmers should be supported. I am actually rare on on a on a dairy and beef farm, and I believe that the subsidies the farmers are not getting in the country should be helps to transition away from dairy and beef farming. And I believe that uh, I think something like seventy five percent of um, the the, the the average Irish farmer gets gets um seventy. You gone feeling? Can you hear me? That should be helped for them to transition away from from dairy and and, and beef farming. So I believe yes, uh, I, I do strongly believe that that, that that the number should be should be cut. Pat, what does all of this mean just finally for you? You know, in, in terms of like possibly having to rent or buy more land, w- would you yourself personally be in a position to do that? Doing a few things wrong today. It's putting farmer against farmer. It's putting it's putting our by, by, the diverse economy more one way system, and that's why we we're supposed to have a diverse economy in agriculture. By our government, are supposed to lead that charge, and they have not been leading that charge. And the, you, the, the diverse economy is what you want. We're an island base. If anything, God forbid, if anything happened to us, we see what happened in COVID a number of years ago. We, if there was no boats traveling, no anything, we could become a food deficit. We're produced. We found certain items, but we're a food exporting okay. nation. 
And that's what we and that's what drives our economy. That's how our recognition is. Look, I happened to be in America about a month ago, two months ago, and I was in New York. And the straight tell you straight out, or in Washington even, and straight out, the board, the the, the Kerrygold brand was an ambassador brand, which was developed by Tony O'Reilly back in the back in the sixties, which is sold by Ardenwa, which is recognised, which is produced by Irish farmers from grass fed, and that is is a world market leader, number two brand in America today with three hundred million people, number two brand in the UK mm. with eighty million people. So we we as Irish farmers. Has to be recognised what we're at. Okay. And, the whole, and, we, and to be, to be straight and honest with you, we do care about the environment. Anything we have done today since the foundation of the state, going back to since we joined the common market, we have been told okay. by our government and our advisory services the journey that we need to, to go on. And don't anyone say that we don't care about okay. the environment. We Bre- do care about the, the environment. Bre- Brendan, like you're outside the department today. You're not going to meet with the um, the agriculture minister. So what do you want to come from this? Or how long will this picket last? Look, because we'll do what we have to do. And I just want to come back to a few comments that were made there a few minutes ago. Um, we're on a grass-based system in this country. And livestock graze that grass. And they turn a source of protein that's not available to humans into a source of protein that is. And that food is needed. And people that we export to around the world need that food. And if some people were taking heed of the way trade works and the movements of food, they would realise that it's very finely balanced. And I know across the EU at times we're hugely frustrated that they're doing trade deals and importing um, beef from South America and from Australia, New Zealand and everywhere. That comes down to economics for them in the that they will move it to the best place that okay. they can they can get a price for it. And we're not going to give up our our production system here and we're not going to let Ireland grow wild because Chagas figures and other scientists out there have clear figures to say that land that is extensively grazed okay. by livestock is not is not emitting or creating as much greenhouse grasses, uh, gases and is actually sequestered in more carbon than, than land that's just thrown there and left. So we're, we're going to, we are custodians of the land as far as I'm concerned. Okay, well and a text in from a listener says the, ma- the main impact on waterways is industrial. Also many are not paying for it either. Farmers are unfairly uh, again the bad guy. Dam though says the farmers think that the special ones, the nitrate, the derogation um, must come in and must uh, actually be brought down as well. Ireland's an outlier. If they're shouting now, do they think that in 2026 that um, the other rules shouldn't apply to Ireland? Remember the farmers have been spoiled by government after government when other businesses had to stand on their own feet. 087-1400-106. Should farmers now be forced to either buy or rent more land to try and meet these new targets? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.